On Tuesday, September 29th, the Elk Grove Chamber of Commerce, in association with the Elk Grove Citizen, held a 2020 Elk Grove Mayoral Forum at the Wackford Center. The event was mired with background noise from protesters outside the venue and, according to one person inside the forum, a deficient technological setup by the sponsors. On this edition of Elk Grove News Podcast, we have an audio recording from the Zoom meeting. The original forum was scheduled for one hour but was cut short to about 48 minutes because of the poor audio quality. Our recording is slightly less as several long pauses where there was no audio were cut. The entire audio and the candidates' comments are contained in this recording. The opening comments were from Waddle Herrera of the Elk Grove Chamber of Commerce. In the description of this audio, we have provided a guide to the various questions and responses from Mayor Steve Lee, Brian Pastor, and Bobby Singh Allen. Minutes to eight. If you're going to be on Zoom, we want to welcome you. My name is Waldo Herrera, and I'm the chairman for the Elk Grove Chamber Political Action Committee. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to the 2020 majorial debate. And thank you for joining us this evening. We are thrilled to partner with the Elk Grove Chamber, Elk Grove Citizen, to provide a forum for the candidates to discuss the issues for the benefit of the voters. The Elk Grove Chamber Political Action Committee is made up of volunteers. The goal of supporting candidates for public office who support the Chamber's mission of protecting and promoting local business and local economic prosperity. As the economy struggles to recover, the need to support local businesses and to attract new businesses to Elk Grove has never been more apparent. And we look forward to partnering with Mayor and the City Council to provide relevant and necessary resources to aid in the recovery. For candidates, moderators, and staff in attendance tonight are socially distanced. We are wearing masks, we're not speaking, and we encourage all of you to do the same when you are honored in the community. The candidates joining us this evening is Steve Lee, candidate Brian Pastor, and Elko Unified District Trustee Bobby Singh Allen. It's my pleasure to introduce the moderators for this evening. It is Lance Armstrong, reporter for the Elk Grove Citizen, and David Herberger, owner and president for the Elk Grove Citizen. Gentlemen, thank you. Good evening, everyone. I want to go through the forum process really quick so that we don't have an understanding of what we This uh, mayoral forum will begin with each candidate from the audience left to right provided. Followed by questions. Each candidate is going to have the opportunity to answer a question first, and that will be a three minute uh, answer. And then each of the successive candidates from left to right will have two minutes to retort or respond. Then the next question will move to the second. So if I can role play, can I can't the first question.
well lined up. So what we're going to do is we're going to begin with our opening statements. Okay. Getting some comments that the audience must try to project the Okay. Salon, if you'd like to begin. Good evening. I would like to thank the Elkhart Chamber of Commerce and the Elkhart Citizen for hosting this forum this evening. My name is Bonnie Singh Allen. I am the proud trustee for Elkhart Unified School District, where I have served for over eight years. I have lived in this great city for almost 30 years. It's where I raised my family, where my brother owns a small business, and where my parents are retired. While serving on the school board, I helped found a working group called Partners in Education. It's a working group that includes labor and management, where we work together on addressing the best uh, issues facing our community, for our students, and for our parents. I am running for Elk Grove because, like you, I am tired of the infighting between the mayor and the city council. I believe in investing in relationships, and I will work with my colleagues to address the best needs of our city, Elk Grove. I'm also a champion for good governance, which includes respect, honesty, integrity, transparency, and accountability. I believe in having a strong working relationship, not only with my colleagues, but all of our stakeholders. I am known throughout the district and our community as the uniter. Elections are about consequences and choices. We cannot afford two more years of Mayor Steve Lee's leadership. The legacy, unfortunately, includes not only alienating his colleagues, but alienating almost every regional leader around our community. We've seen failed projects that include the Ghost Mall, the delayed casino, and of course, the controversial hospital project that is mired in horrific controversy. I will help lead in an economic recovery because I have represented the, bus the business industry for almost 20 years. I have a strong plan for traffic congestion, creating new jobs, and building a strong economy to help reopen Elk Grove. While the mayor mostly stands alone, I am supported by both business and labor. I am endorsed by our Lieutenant Governor, our State Controller, our Treasurer, our Assembly Member, our Senator, our Congressman, our entire City Council, countless teachers and members like you that are watching this evening, who trust me and believe in my leadership. You have seen the work that I have done in my community, not only serving as a school board member, but as a past Rotarian, as a member of the Elk Grove Food Bank Board of Directors and the Elk Grove Teen Center. I'm a champion for Elk Grove, and I want to be your mayor. My name is Bobby Singh Allen. I would, I would be so proud that if you selected me as your mayor of Elk Grove, Thank you again for the opportunity. Hello, everybody. I am Ryan Pastor. I'm a 15-year resident of Elk Grove. I graduated here from Christian Brothers High School. I went to the University of San Francisco, and I have my medical degree at the Fireball College of Medicine in the Philippines. I'm here before you to let you know my main concerns are to upload uplift struggling households and the vulnerable. I want to promote multi-generational and accessible jobs. And I want to preserve 
and promote the city's identity. I've participated in over 50 medical missions in the Philippines, helping the poor, multi-generational and disabled. I provided treatment, uh, medication. After coming home, uh, I found out my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. So I had to help at home with my dad and my, and my mom during his final days. At that point in time, I had to decide between my career and caring for my family. Uh, what I observed here in this community, we are growing of people like myself and even more vulnerable that lack good access to jobs, assistance and amenities. My family and friends live here and everyone in this community is my community. As your mayor, I want to help us unify us all to build stronger, safer, healthy, and sustainable environment to weather social, economic, and natural disasters. I want to fight for you, the people. I want to be your voice. My name is Brian Pastor, and I'd like to be your future mayor. Thank you. Good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you for joining us online. Not only that, uh, but to the chamber uh, and also to the citizen for carving out this time. And to my colleagues uh, who are up here on the dais, you know, thank you for standing up and um, you know, asking the, vote to the voters to make a decision. Uh, I can't begin to express how uh, pleased I am and how blessed I am to live in this city. It was 22 years ago that my wife and I decided to look for a place to live family. It was during that time in which she became an Elk Grove teacher. It was also that very same time in which I became a school counselor for the County Office of Education. My continuing work there has also been for 22 years. But what pleases me most is it gave me an opportunity to review uh, exactly what kind of impact it had. And that's what prompted me to jump into public service, serving uh, as a school board member and then matriculating to a council, and then eventually to the vice mayorship, and then eventually to the These are the people, the people of Elk Grove are the ones who have pushed me. I'm not going to stand here and brag about the numerous endorsements that I have. But I, what I will tell you here is I'm proud. I'm proud that the people resoundingly continue to support me in these offices. And I've said before, I'm real, also real proud that these seats that we occupy, they belong to and it's the people that make that decision. With that being the case, I always uh, am excited uh, during campaign season to ask for the support of our community. My wife and I lived here. We voted for a measure change. Uh, the decision to report, the decision to add patrols so that decide what is So I think that's really important. We didn't uh, park a bag because we wanted to live in sleeper community. What I want is I want a community that's safe, that's great schools, so that I can raise folks. So that I can also point to uh, the farm life and say, that's where milk comes from, kids. It's not the soup. And that's where the children don't grow. I'm also real proud that as your mayor, I've been able to see the aquatic center, been able to see the veterans hall, community center, animal shelter. All of these things uh, uh, have been a blessing for our community. All of these things require work. Now, one thing is important is the reasons why I ran for city council. 
first place. Every day I drive by this ghost mall. This is the reason why I ran. I got sick and tired of poor planning by the city council. I got sick and tired of seeing this darn mall. That's the reason why I ran for the city council. That's the reason why it was my distinct to witness it being poured down, being able to speak in support of that. These are the little things that we can do to make our world better. These are little things that uh, we can push to increase uh, the job and housing market, including what I will talk about later is the hospital. Thank you. Okay, we're going to start off with Bobby over there. Um, what do you believe is Elk Grove's biggest issue, and what would you do as mayor to address that issue? Thank you. Gosh, there's a lot of issues that are very important. But what I hear time and time again from constituents is our economic recovery because we are living in a global pandemic. We have businesses that are suffering. I have met with over 50 businesses throughout Elk Grove, and they all tell me the same thing. Times are tough, and I understand. My brother owns Steve's Pizza, and more often than not, he just stays open so that he can pay his employees. He's not making much money. So our economic recovery is a tremendous challenge. So I have a plan for that. Not only have I represented the business interests for over 12 years, but our economic recovery plan must take care of our small businesses who are, who are hurting. So one of my first proposals is to lead in helping create, asking all of our businesses, can we just add one more job? Talk to all of our small businesses they each added one more job. Look what that would do for our recovery. Each business, one new job. What are the tax incentives that would be required? What are some of the grant programs that are available? Can we help in reducing some of the fees? These are incentives that we must invest in. But it also includes investment from the mayor's office with the Elk Grove Chamber of Commerce because it is, it's gonna require stakeholders working together. The second is also creating uh, what I would like to see an entertainment hub, a destination place where we can go with our families, not only enjoy a great meal, but creating a vibrant community where you could see a movie, go to a great restaurant, uh, maybe go, go shopping. You can also go and see a, a comedy show, but creating an entertainment hub because right now we don't have that. Sometimes we have to go to Sacramento, but let's keep those tax dollars here and help rebuild our community. But it also is gonna take dedication to having a, an economic recovery. And so my proposal is to also include an economic recovery task force that brings together our business community, our labor leaders, our nonprofits, working together to not only identify how best we can reopen Elk Road, but what are all of the various ways we can help each and every one of our sectors. It's gonna take a community effort I'm in the business of making friends and allies. I believe in collaboration. I have those relationships, not only with our community here regionally, but I have helped secure PPE for businesses here in Elk Grove right now. Starting tomorrow, I will be distributing face masks, face shields, and hand sanitizers to restaurants and hotels um, throughout our community. So I'm looking forward to bringing my collaboration, my alliances, the network of relationships that I have, not only locally, but, but statewide, those critical resources are coming with my partnerships and with what I bring to the table. 
So I have a great plan, and I look forward to helping reopen our Brian, this is a three-part three-part answer to this one issue. I want to help the sandwich generation. Sandwich generation is a group of individuals or families that are caught between working, caring for their elders and children, or even disabled loved ones. This is a very large and growing group in Elk Grove. It's a major contributing factor to the financial health and traffic issues in Elk Grove. If we can create local jobs, provide regular access to multi multicultural businesses and amenities, and provide workforce opportunities to our very capable seniors, youth, and disabled population, we can also develop solutions to prepare and recover from natural disasters, such as this pandemic. We can provide help uplift small businesses, provide jobs for local, local jobs. The third part of my, that question would be my concern for public safety. If we have a safe and healthy environment, our environment of Elgro will thrive. Thank you. Early. So since the pandemic, and um, you know, I want to thank question, which is so wonderful at this time. Since the pandemic, this is what I've done as the mayor of the city of Elk Grove. Identified and connected 100,000 PPEs to firefighters and reporters. Um, I, on a regular basis, provide the mayor's uh, video update. It's uploaded on the city website and shared throughout social media. Uh, I've also led the eviction moratorium for commercial and residential. Uh, and remember, um, the city council voted against this and with the uproar from the community, what we did was we put a pause and I called for a special meeting to reinstitute successful. Uh, in addition to that, working closely with utility providers, including the city, uh, to um, put a pause on, on sort of shell community. Uh, and I created uh, the Elk Grove Provisions Task Force, which identified all the needs for the nonprofit. So, uh, now, um, I, in terms of economic recovery plan, I have five point plan. One, providing vital information as much as possible in the form of mayor video update. Two, the, corona, uh, right, the coronavirus rapid response website, which is now available for business residents of Grove. Providing a rapid response hotline for businesses in the city of Elk Grove, which dedicated staff uh, to answer any sort of concerns or issues to navigate and identify resources, either through local, state, or federal, uh, uh, that will be able to help them. Uh, the Elk Grove, um, the restaurants are the ones who are hurting. And now take it uh, for, for a fact that recently, there has been, uh, as of today at three o'clock, we moved into the red zone, which means that for restaurants indoor, we will be able to, to have about uh, 50%. And then um, you know, supporting outdoor dining, uh, emergency investment release, uh, which uh, in partnership with Lift Investment to invest a million dollars into the community, small business, a recovery uh, grant program for nonprofits and local businesses. And these are just a number of things that I have already done. Okay, next question. Uh, start off with Brian. 
The proposed site for California North State University's teaching hospital has drawn controversy for nearly two years. The project's draft EIR suggested an alternative site that would move the project to the location of the abandoned outlet collection at Elk Road, also nicknamed the Ghost Mall. What are your views of the proposed hospital's current site near Interstate 5 and its alternative site near Highway 99? The current site for the hospital fails to truly consider the traffic, business, and environmental impact. First, the site will create traffic congestion in an area that already suffers from poor traffic management. Secondly, no building of that size and technology should be placed near Stone National Wildlife Preserve. Lastly, the businesses in the existing area would risk losing their current lease agreements and be forced to become their tenants. Current business owners would lose a large portion, if not all of their investments. We have to take care of existing local and small businesses and communities. This site plan falls very short of that. For these reasons, I do not support the current project at its current location. And the former mall site provides many advantages over the current plan. First, the site does not negatively impact pre-existing businesses. Secondly, there's an opportunity for the hospital to help local communities reduce its Melrose fees by partially funding local infrastructure costs. Lastly, adding another medical building in the area could encourage more medical office and job opportunities in that area. For these reasons, I support the relocation of the hospital to the former mall site, and that's where it should be or somewhere else in that vicinity. Thank you. Okay, Mary. So thank you for the question. I've never had uh, kept it a secret that I support the concept of the hospital. But bear in mind, there are two sites, two potential hospitals that uh, could come to the city of Elk Road. One is the Dignity Health site, which is right next to Costco. And the other one is the proposed uh, CNU, uh, which is in by I-5 in the Laguna West Select area. Now, uh, with the EIR pending, uh, I've always been open to exploring the possibilities of uh, determining whether that's a good site or not. But one of the things that folks don't quite um, you know, understand is that as a city council, we don't pick and choose uh, which location uh, applicants are the kitchen. We are looking at whatever the applicant is including in their uh, application. That being the case, even though there's an alternative site being suggested by the EIR, there are a number of steps, uh, steps that need to be taken in order to achieve that, such as if there was an agreement by the developers to go in that direction, then they have to actually acquire that and go through the whole process again. That being the case, I know that the IRI is, is open for the community, and I encourage all of you to make sure that you go and participate and provide that input so that City Council would have a full grasp of some of the issues that are out there. Uh, so don't forget, the IR has, has been extended, uh, the deadline that is for input, so 
please make sure that you uh, switch uh, your controls. Thank you. Bobby? It's a good thing I have a loud voice, so I don't really need to enunciate very much. The hospital projects, you know, the, it's the mayor's responsibility to lead. It's the mayor's responsibility to make sure that projects are done the right way, and that includes good governance. What is good governance? It means a transparent and an open process that is respectful and includes stakeholder engagement. You cannot bypass the stakeholder engagement. It is critical for our communities to be represented and have a seat at the table. When you provide about $50,000 in campaign contributions, it does not build confidence. And that 50000 comes from not only directly um, from the investors of CNU, but the faculty and staff as well. That is not acceptable, and that is not good governance. Good governance must include having a seat at the table with all of our stakeholders. Our communities in Stone Lake, Lakeside, and Laguna West, they are dying to be heard and to be seen. That is just good governance. It's about being transparent. And right now, we have a mayor that took their money and ran. And that's unfortunate because every proponent for every project should be given a checklist of this is how you do things the right way to gain confidence from the community. You cannot bypass that process. It is critical to the success of any project. Uh, whether it's Ghost Mall, whether it's the, uh, the delayed casino, and of course the CNU project. We must have our seat at the table. Our residents deserve to be heard, and you cannot mix it with $50,000 of campaign contributions. That is not acceptable. That is not leadership. Thank you. Okay, we're on to the next question, and we're starting with Mayor Lee. Law enforcement agencies this summer underwent scrutiny for their practices. This month, a resident accused an Elk Grove police officer of misconduct. What would you do to help improve the Elk Grove police's interactions with the public? So when, when that incident occurred, what I did do is I contacted the county and we actually had a meeting. Uh, not only that, but uh, I also had a chance to meet Tobias, the young man. And one of the things that I, uh, you know, really appreciated is I wish that we could wear our resume on our chest or on our forehead so people can actually see what we've been through. And this young man, Tobias, is an overachiever. One of the students that makes me very proud uh, that we have matriculated Tobias is an honest Tobias is somebody who's pursuing a master's degree. What went wrong in this after uh, hindsight in reviewing both the video by mom and also uh, by the officer, I realized that there are certain things that we can tweak, certain things that we can do to reform. This is a reason why I have made a commitment to not accept any contributions from law enforcement. This is the reason why I remain true to that. So that when I make decisions to change policy or to support policy change, to tweak and adjust uh, and to, uh, to, to, to conduct police reform, nobody can say, well, you know, the mayor accepted money from law enforcement tax. That's something that I think is real important. 
so that in the event that somebody criticizes, I can actually stand on my toes and say, no, I believe, believe in that. And so some of the things that, uh, that I foresee in the city of Elk Grove with our police department is we aren't perfect. But I can tell you that this police department in Elk Grove has done a tremendous amount of work, particularly under this chief's administration. Chief Albright has done things such as supporting uh, op officers, such as uh, creating uh, or supporting uh, the uh, creation of, of the predecessors of the CAB. Uh, these are community policing that engages the community and have that conversation so we can move forward. When I look at some of the other places like Camden, New Jersey, which the conversation across the board has been about defunding law enforcement. When I look at that city, I began to realize and understand that the community and those around the U.S., what they're talking about is community policing. And when they're talking about policing, how do we uh, develop our police agency so that we can actually have uh, a law enforcement agency that promotes somebody who used to be the recreational leader, uh, who have police officers, who beat officers, that engage on a regular basis with uh, homeowners association or neighborhood uh, watch uh, boards. That's what community policing is. Community policing is identifying an officer that goes to the local school to have a conversation to teach curriculum to the students. That's what I believe in. And I think that there are many things that can be done uh, along those lines. Thank you. Okay, we're, we're on to uh, Bobby. Speak louder. Even me? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and I'll just give a shout out. I'm a strong proponent of free speech. I love all of the enthusiastic. <laughs> All right, thank you. So to your question, you know, first and foremost, I'm a mother. Anybody who saw the video, it was troubling. It was, it was hard to watch because I am a mom first and foremost. But as it relates to public safety and our engagement with law enforcement, I'm a strong proponent for expanded training and professional development specifically implicit bias training, because every single one of us carries that with us. And it shapes how we conduct our daily lives. So part of my reforms would include simple things like increased training and professional development. I have led on those efforts with the Elk Grove Unified School District. When we had tensions on our campuses, I helped change board policies to create stronger policies that were in favor of our students but it also included that professional development and training that is so critical to building that trust that is so necessary. We need expanded transparency and accountability within the police department, but we also need to expand resources as it relates to our, our POP officers who have built stronger relationships with our community. It is critical to establish those relationships. And so I'm a strong champion for, again, uh, training and professional development, but specifically implicit bias training, which is so critical to the success of any police department. 
but a lot of it is also collaboration with the community. That is very important to build that trust. Trust is critical to having a positive relationship, not only with law enforcement, but with our community. I would like to help reduce the response time because unlike Mayor Lee's mailer yesterday that stated that violent crimes were down, if anybody read the Sacramento Bee article yesterday, the same day, it shows that it's gone up. So we need to have that relationship with our law enforcement so we can provide the resources so they can be successful and hold them accountable as well. Thank you. Okay, Brian. Mr. Mayor, in respect to asking to stop this, this is just not something that is appropriate for the public. Yes, can you repeat the question, please? I sure can. Law enforcement agencies this summer underwent scrutiny for their practices. This month, a resident accused an Elk Grove police officer of misconduct. What would you do to help improve the Elk Grove police's interactions with the public? First of all, I would like to address all these gaps uh, by creating a task force where we can address and access all these issues that are happening between our people of Elk Grove and the police department. We can use technology to collect and analyze and respond to our data. In our law enforcement, we can use our data and the leaders within those communities to report a scope of the problem and implement socially res responsible solutions. Okay, we're on to the next question. And it is, oh yeah, start, starting with uh, Bobby. Okay, the question is, Elk Grove has an ongoing issue with its jobs to housing balance, where most working Elk Grove residents commute to other cities for work. What is your solution for improving the jobs to housing balance? Thank you. The jobs to housing ratio in Elk Grove is awful. We are a commuter city. So and we need to invest in recruiting new employers and invest their dollars here in Elk Grove. It is critical to resolving the jobs to housing balance, which includes, you know, this is really distracting when you say your name. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hard to talk over this. Sorry for the viewing audience. There's a lot of disruption here, uh, but we will continue and, and persist because that's what we do. But the jobs to housing ratio is imperative where the mayor and city council must work together to address those. Currently, we have a mayor that does not work with his colleagues, so you cannot proactively address this issue unless you work together. My commitment to you is to help solve those problems, because if we're going to solve the massive transportation and traffic congestion that is on our roads, it requires the mayor and the city council to work together as a team for the best interest of youth health growth. Right now, that is not taking place. So we would love to see those jobs coming in, but it's going to take leadership, and it's gonna take a team to put that together. It's also gonna require the Chamber of Commerce to work as an ally. Right now, the city does a great job of, oh, they'll and they'll um, provide sponsorship for these opportunities. It takes more than sponsorship because you have a business organization here in our city whose job is not only to contain those jobs, but help attract those jobs. 
that relationship is not strong at all. And so I pledge to work with the Chamber of Commerce to also build that relationship of trust and collaborate in the best interest of our community. But it starts at the top. It starts with a leader who will march forward with our city in the best interest of Elkhorn and work with our council colleagues. That is not taking place, as I stated. And it also includes relationships with our region. Our regional leaders have supported me. Thank you. is uh, Elk Grove has an ongoing issue with its job-to-housing balance, where most working Elk Grove residents commute to other cities for work. What is your solution for improving the jobs-to-housing balance? In order to solve or facilitate that issue, we can provide free and regular transportation for seniors, disabled, and working youth within our area where they can access local jobs. We can offer more employment options for seniors, disabled, and youth so that they don't have to commute as far. We can offer more STEM jobs and trade jobs. For example, if we have small businesses here that are willing to give apprenticeships to people who want to weld, they can have seniors or students learn that trade and actually be, have accessible walking or using a bike to get to work. Um, we can also offer low-cost housing for seniors, educators, veterans, and working students so they don't have to commute as far. If our mortgages over here are very are very high. The housing prices are are high as well. So in order to pay those bills, people of the multi-generational families, their sons, their the mother, the wife, the, the grandfather, the grandmother, they all have to work just to pay the bills. 
So if we use our resources here, uplift small businesses, we can offer more jobs in the area where people don't have to commute. Okay, Mayor Lee. So that's a very good question. You know, one of the, the ongoing issues uh, with Elk Grove is uh, once upon a time before uh, we incorporated, the county decided to put all of the houses down in Elk Grove, all of the houses. And that has continued uh, been a problem uh, for the city council in our battle. But I'm pleased to share with you, pleased to announce that um, we've made some important strides, uh, particularly our what used to be a 0.89 jobs to, to housing ratio has now increased to one job per household. And I'm real proud of that. During my tenure, uh, we've uh, been able to add or, or save uh, 6,625 jobs. 79 companies, that would be exact, 1.85 million square feet of commercial uh, space that's been leased out. Uh, that's uh, 134.3 uh, million of investment, capital investment, uh, that's $47 uh, million in taxes over a 10-year period, and a $2.9 billion uh, of payroll over a 10-year period. Specifically, Apple uh, added 2,112 jobs, CNU 158 jobs, California Correctional Healthcare 183, Urancho 275, Costco, 200 jobs, University of Custom Design, 195 jobs. Uh, and so, you know, one thing, the common denominator that I've seen in the city of Elk Grove is that we do work as a team because when it comes to Elk Grove missions, we're all united. You know, but the truth of it is that we do have differences of opinion. And that's what democracy is checks and balances. You know, it would be strange if the whole city council uh, got along 100%. Uh, and just kind of rubber stamp everything. But I'm put into this seat to represent the community. That being the case, I will stand up to other politicians. Uh, when they do things that I don't agree with, I have no problem with that. I have no problem making sure that I answer to about those. Those are my thoughts. And so that being the case, we will continue to do these type of incentive programs like the brewery and the startup uh, technology, uh, which we continue to push in the city of North Grove, and I look forward to, to continuing on. Good evening once again. This is Walter Herrera. Uh, truly want to apologize. Uh, we have some interference uh, through the debate. I think we're going to try to find a way uh, where maybe we can transcribe some of the answers going to the candidates. Uh, I truly apologize for the disruption. And with that said, I also would like to thank the candidates for speaking. Uh, we wish you the best of luck next week. Uh, big thank you to the Consumer Service District and the Elk Grove Citizen. I hope all of you stay safe. Uh, don't forget to vote. And thank you for joining us this evening. And I hope you have a good night. This disruption starts stems from failed leadership. That is why I am running for mayor of Elk Grove. I am running to reclaim my beloved city where I have lived for almost 30 years. To restore trust, respect, and integrity. It is time to end the circus and the showmanship. 
We don't need any other shoulders. We need results. I believe in fighting for an economic recovery for Edinburgh, and I'm fighting for working families and for businesses. We need a mayor that respects everyone. We need a mayor that believes in service above self. We need a mayor that is honest and that collaborates. I love this community, and I am here fighting for you, fighting outside of all of this noise, because I believe in this beautiful city. I'm here for you. I am you. I am Elk Grove. Our best days are ahead of us. It is time to reject Steve Lee's failed leadership. Thank you. To all the families that are making difficult decisions to work or take care of your parents, kids, this is for you. To our very capable seniors and disabled population of Elk Grove, this is for you. To the businesses and aspiring small and micro businesses, this is for you. My name is Brian Pastor. I would like the privilege to be your mayor so I can help you, our residents, live life fully and thrive in our wonderful city of Elk Grove. Thank you. So uh, thank you for providing this opportunity for all the candidates to give closing. Look, um, it, it is an odd year and certainly um, the protests outside is somewhat distracting for all of us candidates. Uh, I'm in the same boat as well. This is not something that uh, any one of us would welcome. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I'm your current mayor. And um, to dispute one of the facts that was presented earlier about crime rates, this is directly from the FBI and is represented uh, by the Elk Grove Police Department. And uh, violent crime is down 40% and property crime is down 50%. These are facts you can't get around. But the more important part is I'm, my campaign is not going to be engaged in any sort of mudslinging or calling names. I think what's important here to the Elk Grove residents is to make sure that we talk about the issues. As we continue this campaign, you will hear me talking about the issues and telling you what good things I can bring to the city of Elk Grove. Thank you for, for uh, voting uh, in previous uh, times to, to uh, allow me to serve as your mayor, and I hope that you continue to vote. 